0: listening to From the Father's Heart podcast, where we empower you to live your best life by falling in love with a real God and connecting you to personal testimonies of everyday people. I'm your host, Adriana Guadalupe of AdrianaGuadalupe.com, and I pray that you're encouraged as you listen to this episode. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode two of From the Father's Heart. Um, so excited to be here with you guys if I'm a little low. It's because my baby's sleeping and I'm trying not to scream. <laughs> I'm trying not to be too loud. But last time I promised you that we would talk about the greatest battle that we face as human beings on a day-to-day basis. And I truly believe that battle is the battle for belief. We have a responsibility as human beings to firm in whatever it is that we believe in because our beliefs actually shape who we are, our lifestyle, and who um, we really want to be. How we influence the world, the decisions that we make um, are all based off of what we believe um, about ourselves, about God, and about other people. So today I wanted to really focus in on one area of belief And that area is our belief about God. I believe that what we believe about God really shapes who we are and what we decide to become in the future, how we treat people, um, how much of our destiny is actually fulfilled. Because if we can't understand our own Creator or believe the right things about Him, the truth about Him, uh, we can't really fall into what he has for us. So, I'm going to share with you a couple of lies that I believed about God, even as a Christian, even as somebody who already received salvation, I already knew about God, I was already a leader um, in church, and some people may say that I was, you know, on the right path for a while at this point already, but sometimes we still believe lies about God because we haven't experienced anything different so one of the lies that I believed about God a long time ago was that what I do determines the level of God's love for me when I got saved I was only a teenager I was uh, 12 turning 13 um, and nobody in my family was saved at that point nobody in my house uh, served God And I kind of always had that desire to really uh, find out who God was and who my creator was. I grew up with this understanding that there was a God, but not really knowing much about him, not knowing what he wanted from me as a person, as an individual, and not really understanding the whole purpose of, you know, me having a relationship with God and vice versa. So. When I was a teenager, I decided to get saved, I decided to get baptized because I really had this desire to get to know my creator. And I struggled a lot uh, when I was younger with perfectionism, with you know always being a straight A student, always um, being the apple of my parents' eye and making them proud and doing everything I could um, to be perfect in my parents' eyes, and that kind of carried over into my relationship with God. As I grew older, as I started to get involved in church, get involved in leadership, get involved in ministry, I just thought that everything that I did was like God would be more proud of me, He would love me more if I did all the right things. And the truth is, God's love has no justification system and that's really hard for us to understand as human beings because our love is very conditional as as a human being um and you know we do it to each other really we always ask i remember being asked when i was um dating my husband you know what is it about him that you love why do you love him Uh, why do you want to be with him and it's like everybody wants you to justify your love like there's a reason why you love somebody else and even when you're getting married it's like the first question that everybody asks you is like are you sure that you want to marry this person that you want to spend the rest of your life with them that you really truly love them and then they want you to give reasons why why do you love this person why do you want to spend the rest of your life with them and for us it's really hard to grab a hold of a concept that says, God loves you just because he loves you. It's like mind-blowing. Like, what do you mean God just loves me? Like, there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason why God loves you, right? And so religion, um, which is pretty much just man-made rules about who God is and how we're supposed to interact with him, would say, because you live a righteous lifestyle, because you refrain from sinning, because, you know, you do X, Y, and Z, God has more love for you. Um, and I, what I've realized in my life is that God, God's love is the same across the board. It's really hard for us to digest that. It's really hard for us to just accept that and say... God loves me just the same as he loves a murderer. God loves me just the same as he loves somebody who's committed adultery. God loves a faithful servant just as much as he loves a wayward sinner. And I know some of you are listening and you're like, oh gosh, how could that be? You know, how could that be true? But that's what separates us from God not separates us from him, but that's what differentiates me as a human being and God as God. God's love has no justification system. He doesn't love you more because you do more for him. He doesn't love you more because you're a leader in the church. He doesn't love you more because you stopped wearing, I don't know, short shorts and black nail polish. Like He doesn't he doesn't love you more or less in any given situation. And the, the real situation that hit me hard personally that kind of solidified that for me was um, my brother going to jail. And when my brother um, you know got locked up, it was an eye opener for me. Because my prayer was, you know, God, help me to love people the way that you love them. And sometimes we say that um, very just nonchalantly because we think it's the right thing to pray. But in reality, um, it's a really hard thing to love the way that God loves. Because that means there's no justification to it. You're not making a list of why you love people. You just love them because they're people. And they have souls and God cares about them and God loves them. So I visited my brother in jail and I'm looking around at all these people who are incarcerated and God really spoke to me in that moment and was like, I love all these people the same. The same way that I love you, I love all these people in here, every single one of them. And it takes a certain level of faith For you to accept God's love. It doesn't take a lot. But it does take some kind of faith for you to believe that God loves you. It takes even more um, understanding of who God is. To understand that he doesn't just love you but he loves everybody else just the same. And I stopped trying to prove myself to God as this holy righteous worthy of his love person when i realized that his love isn't justified by anything that i do it's not justified by anything that i say um i don't live the lifestyle that i live because i want god to love me more or because i'm trying to justify why god loves me so if you find yourself in that position, if you find yourself in a position where you feel like I'm really just trying to justify why God loves me, I'm trying to um, put reason behind God's love for me, then you, you really haven't reached a point where you understand God's love. Because God's love can't be justified. You cannot make a list and put it in front of God and say this is why you love God loves because he loves. So second lie that I, I used to believe about God um, was that my experiences with him were limited to specific circumstances with specific type of people. And some of you may understand this coming from maybe like old school Pentecostal um, churches or experiences But we tend to believe that our experiences with God are um, limited to Sunday services, limited to um, worship experiences, like specific types of worship experiences. Um, And I learned by going to um, a different church, not that I like left one church for another church because I, I know that people do that, but that's not why I left my church. I left my church because we moved out of state and um, God led us to another church to serve um, in a different season of our life. And I'm really grateful for the church that I'm serving at now. And I'm also grateful for the church that I came from because it it taught me a lot about the foundations of my faith. But uh, when I started coming to the church that I'm going to now, it was a really hard transition for me because... My experiences with God um, were on Sundays, you know, they were on Sunday mornings, they were, you know, at church. So if we had uh, a Friday night service or a Thursday night service or a Wednesday night service um, or a Sunday morning, like that was where I had encounters with God that's where people prophesied to me that's where I prophesied to people that's where I saw miracles taking place and healings and salvations and all that stuff you know all that good stuff that comes with God's presence um, I experienced it on specific days of the week in the church and when I started coming to my church that I'm going to now um their services were very different. They were very structured um, they weren't really something that cultivated like supernatural experiences. So it wasn't like you would come in and we would just pray and worship and pray and worship until something happened. like that's what I was used to. like you feel the presence of God. well let's just continue doing what we're doing until you know God does what he wants to do in this atmosphere and um it was really different for me and I struggled in the beginning because I felt like this is where God was calling us to be but it was so different from what I was used to that I had a lot of questions (laughs) so what I did was uh, I prayed about it I brought it up to God and I was like okay God they do things uh, very different they don't have an altar call like I'm used to they don't um continue worshiping like beyond 15 minutes you know they have very structured worship sets and you know the list kept going on and i just brought each question that i had to god and it was very interesting because every question that i had the next week i will go and visit the church again and the pastor in his message somehow touched on that issue that i had And answered the question that I had presented to God and I took it as a sign that this was the church that we were meant to serve in and God was connecting us to something different on purpose so the more involved we got in this church um, we started doing something called life groups which is just small groups um, that meet together with specific purposes so It might be a Bible study. It might be an activity. It might be um, just, you know, a group of moms getting together or a group of men getting together and just doing life together, learning about God, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I had never experienced that in church before. I never experienced life groups before um, or meeting in small groups. And I met some of my best friends through these small groups, um, through serving in the church. On uh, the media team There was no dance ministry at the time. So those of you who know me know that um, I led dance ministry for eight years before moving out to PA and There was no dance ministry at pretty much any church that I visited. (laughs) So it wasn't a condition for me, but um, I definitely just jumped in where I where I could fit in and I got involved in the media team and I met people on the worship team because my husband's a drummer And some of my best friends came from those experiences. I can truly say that it's not just when you come together under this mission of finding God that you can experience Him. And I say that because some of um, the most profound, heart-changing moments in my life were simply by having conversations with people outside of church just doing life with them Um, some of the the deepest spiritual moments that i've had since you know moving out to pa has been um just sitting and talking with somebody about my life uh sitting and talking with them about things that they were going through and you know somehow getting a deposit from heaven and knowing that god was speaking in that moment And I think that's really powerful because when you limit God to a specific service time or a specific day of the week or being around specific types of people, um, you really don't get to encounter the fullness of who he is and what he wants to do in your life. I've encountered God in such a different and more profound way just by living life with people outside of the four walls of the church i'll give you an example of something that really um changed my heart and it didn't it didn't happen necessarily in a service i went to practice for media for the worship team uh, for a sunday service and we had just started going to this church so i didn't really have a deep relationship with anybody i wouldn't call anybody my friend at this point and at that point in my life I was pretty hurt I was still uh, pretty bitter about you know things that happened in my past with my past friendships and my past relationships and the worship leader and his wife were there and his wife comes up to me and she says something so simple but it took me back and she told me That she loved me. And she's like, I just love you. I love your husband. I think you guys are just great people. And I don't even think she really was thinking too deeply about what she was saying. She was just saying it from her heart. But that took me back because I immediately felt defensive. And I knew that what I felt was wrong. So I went and talked to my husband about it. I'm like, you know, this girl just told me that she loves me. She doesn't even know me. We just met. (laughs) like I know nothing about her um I was like how could she say something like that you know like that's crazy to me and my husband looked at me and he was like why can't you just accept that somebody just loves you because they're getting to know you and they just see you for who you are and I really had to meditate on that for a little bit it was really hard for me to accept that somebody who didn't even know me could love me and this kind of can call back you know fall back into that God's love has no justification right and God was showing me through her that his love has no justification but then it took me to a point where um, I really had to pray about it I had to just sit on this thing for a while and God started my healing journey at that point it wasn't a crazy service It wasn't, you know, somebody coming to me and saying, you know, I really feel from God to tell you this. It was somebody just being who they are, showing me the love of God and speaking from the truth in their heart that really set me on a journey of healing from bitterness, uh, from loneliness, from pride. That's something that I couldn't. Not that I couldn't have experience in some kind of grandiose service, but it was so simple. It was just a conversation, yet it was so deep for me because God knew that there was a lie that I had been believing for years of my life that needed to break. And he used somebody who is simply telling me a truth from their heart to start breaking that lie in my life that I was meant to be alone and that I couldn't trust people and I really couldn't trust people in the church because that's where I was at that point that's what I believed so I really wanted to share my heart with you because I know that there are people who believe the wrong thing about God and it's because you've experienced things that don't line up with what people have told you about God. So how do we overcome doubt? How do we overcome lies that we've believed for maybe years or months? Maybe it's only been days. But how do we, um, how do we challenge what we believe about God? I thought about this for a moment, and my takeaway from my my time with God and just, just sitting down and thinking about this was, you know, you have to experience change in order to experience the truth. In order for you to really believe a truth, there has to be something that changes in your everyday life in order for you to have a different experience that actually lines up with the truth. Because we can have experiences that line up with lies and we can start believing lies because our experiences have been in alignment with those lies. But in order for us to really understand the truth, for us to believe it, for it to settle in our heart, we have to make a change. There has to be something that changes, whether it be initiated by us or it be initiated by God. So In my example of, um, you know, my friend who spoke to me, that was initiated by God. That wasn't something that I initiated. That was a conversation that God initiated that started a transformation in my heart. But sometimes we have to make a change, like going to a, a new city, going to a new church, maybe removing ourselves from toxic relationships whatever it may be sometimes we need to change um, what we've been experiencing for years of our life in order for our experiences to start to line up with the truth about God so I want to I want to keep talking so much more I want to keep talking so much more but I don't want to take up a, a whole lot of time so if you have any questions if you have um, something that you want to share with me, you can reach me on social media Adriana K Guadalupe. But next time, I wanna I wanna split this up maybe into three parts because I believe that the battle that you're facing on a on a daily basis is really coming down to what you believe about God, what you believe about yourself, and what you believe about other people. That's what shapes us as human beings, and that's that's really what. Our lives really come down to is what we believe about those things. So let's continue this chat next time. And we'll talk about um, the battle for belief a little more next time. And I want to talk more about my experiences and the things that I used to believe and what I believe now and how uh, that came about, how it came to being, how I've changed what I believe, and how it's blessed me. So I hope you guys are blessed by this, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you've been touched by this podcast, please share this with someone you love. You can share your story with us by sending me a message on social media at Adriana K Guadalupe or emailing us at info at AdrianaGuadalupe.com.